Can I just ask you guys a question? Because I don't think either of you grew up super religious, but I did. And, you know, we talked a lot about the book of Revelation growing up. And I just want to get you guys Uh, as as outsiders perspectives. Is this it? Is this the... (laughs) I mean, like, think about it. Like, like, the sky has turned red in Australia this year. Uh, There's plagues and wars. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, Dubai is covered in locusts. Like, is this that? Um, is this? I mean, can, I can offer you the Jewish uh, perspective if you yeah, like it. Yeah, uh, please. Which would be that it can always get worse, but you'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a different perspective. I, that's very helpful. Yeah. So, like, is this it? No. It's always going to get worse. Get worse. 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 But, but, you'll, <laughs> but you'll be, you know, you'll survive. We'll eat about it. It's okay. But, like, am I... Should I start, like, I, well, praying before I go to sleep every night? That's what I'm asking. It pe- uh, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't hurt, yeah. but... Yeah. Sure. Probably can't hurt, yeah. I agree. But um, Unless you don't... Uh, do you know which god is doing it? Oh, that's a good yeah, point. So that's that's yeah. the problem is you're, you're rolling dice, because, like, a lot of them seem similar. It's like it's like Costco Sam's Club. Like, they all <laughs> seem similar, but they don't take each other's cards, so you got to be really careful. But, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's like Pascal's wager. Yeah, you know yeah, that uh-huh. thing? You yeah, know, yeah. Like, it's... Like maybe I should just start crossing those those eyes and dotting those T's. Just in the, the, the key, I think, is to figure out which religions don't mind if you're also hedging your bets with. Well, other here, here's the thing, though. Here's because a lot of Bibles, a lot of religions have like end time prophecies, but only one of them has an antichrist in it. And <laughs> Donald Trump is literally, if you take it as just the anti okay. of everything that Christ would do. Donald Trump <laughs> is pretty much close to like, oh, you know. Guys, if you, wait, wait. If, I, yeah. I thought it was just Christ's aunt this whole time. It, it's not like it's not his 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 uh, it's not his his mom's sister. No, yeah, no, no. It's, it's like it's the, the anti. It's, it's the antichrist. Christ. Yeah, it's like the ant bully. It's like that movie. It's a very small <laughs> version of Jesus. I thought it was. I thought antichrist was like a metaphor for when Christ gets his period. Tufo, Alex, you know, that's just okay, disgusting. So here's my, okay, to go back to your question, here's my problem, is the people who really believe in the book of Revelations seems like they find comparisons to the current situation a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, now does feel kind of similar to that, but, like, these boys have been crying wolf well, every time the stock market drops 10 points. But here's... Like, I just here's don't... My, here's my... Okay. First, there's no people on horses, no, so no, it's not real. First, I want to say this, Alex. Here's my problem is what as someone who grew up in that, I grew up at the people, uh, the boys crying wolf all the time. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing is yeah. they was talking about like metaphors, you know, like this character in a movie said something. Thus, it's what the Bible says. This is literal one to one. Exactly what it said was going to happen. I mean, it's still kind of metaphorical and you're still being very particular, right? You're picking Australia for the red sky. And the reason <laughs> was because of forest fires. It's not like everywhere the sky is red well it doesn't say uh, everywhere the sky will be red it said you will have red skies well, all these right, things happening sailors take warning like it happens all the time somewhere <laughs> hey guys remember or, Tom wait, Hanks? or is it sailor's delight yeah look i'm not saying i can never remember if the sailors yeah, are happy or look not. i'm just trying to say i'm getting a little nervous uh. <laughs> well to help you out we are going to get a little bit more apocalyptic next week i believe so oh yeah Stay tuned. Very yeah. fun. All right. Um, let's get started with yeah. the show. I, I definitely include part of that. Um, 
hopefully from Ezra's backup because I didn't yeah. hit this one yet. Stretching, uh, stretching for Bree, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Are you recording? Yeah, I'm, I'm recording. recording. My backup. I'm recording my front up. We are good to go. Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a podcast that used to be about books. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, recording today from my home studio in North Koreatown, Los Angeles, California. Joining me from a mandatory shelter-in-place order in the Bay Area, it's Mr. Ezra Fox. You know, uh, Alex, I didn't always like that intro music, but I think, like, you know, you know, a, a cool groove for the apocalypse, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my theory on intro music is that everybody hates all podcast intro music for the first three weeks and then they'll miss it if it's gone <laughs> so you just gotta keep doing it and people will love it all right oh and it's working on you maybe it took maybe it took the apocalypse but it's working on you. <laughs> i'm so glad um, this apocalypse could bring me together with the intro music and of course my other co-host uh, at anthony lopez pt2 on part two on twitter in southeast portland still working for a living it's mr anthony lopez uh, it's great to be here i'm glad we had uh Gotta watch something to take a mind off the horribleness out there. You know, something mm-hmm. fun and upbeat, you know, about like women. I got nothing. I, I'm really, I'm just, my brain helps. About the last time baseball was canceled. Yeah, just, <laughs> there we go. That's kind of the joke I was trying to make. Yeah, you're trying to get there. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we're going to talk about why we're doing this. Um, well, in fact, I'll just say it right now since you're right away. Let me get it out of the way. Uh, but first, I just want to say our show is brought to you by our loyal and fabulously attractive meat buddies thank you guys for continuing to support the show after all these years okay so today we are talking about we're doing a very special episode today um we've been doing uh, back to school for all of season three this is season three episode 10 and we're calling it schools out school has been canceled for the next next little bit you guys and so instead we've rolled in a tv on a cart and we're doing a very special episode that we're calling get well soon tom hanks we had a long discussion over what we should do today. There's a lot of good ideas going around. A lot of Some people really, really just down to watch stuff that other people would not be down to watch. Is, is how yeah, I generously it, it put that? A, yeah, it's a very nice way to put that. We, we, I would love to show you guys the transcript of our group text sometime. But So we have been working on what to watch this week and how to handle the situation. Um, which, it's funny because we were in the same room last week, uh, which we almost never are. And so today it does feel like we're sheltering in place, but in actuality, we're almost always on Skype anyway. Um, and I've heard a lot of podcasts that I listen to a lot that use, that usually record in studios that are now like, this is so weird, we're recording in different rooms. Like, this, grow up. Uh, we've been doing this forever. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, so school's out. We're talking about Tom Hanks. We, the thing that's most important, we're like of all the stuff going wrong with the earth, the most important thing is that Tom Hanks gets better. Yeah, I mean, I think... I, I personally if, just want to yeah. say I need to feel like... Uh, I feel like the only people really giving us updates on Tom Hanks is Chet Hanks right now, and we can't oh, let that be. We need later. this to be. <laughs> we need our voices talking about Tom here. If, if Chet is the only Hanks left, we are in a lot of trouble. Oh god! So we 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 want Tom to get better, and so we decided to um, watch a Tom Hanks movie, and then for separate reasons, we decided to watch this Tom Hanks movie, which. We can talk about whether or not uh, a league of their own was the perfect choice for this, but um, so. It, but this is this is going to be a a nice little. It's like 
we're not doing counter-programming to the apocalypse, but we're kind of going on a separate parallel track. Baseball's canceled, and so um, in this movie also, but also it's nice to see baseball on television right now because it, it was canceled. I, so it was a nice way to watch old baseball. I personally like that we're watching this because Tom Hanks usually plays you know a real happy, good guy. And I imagine yeah. he's a yeah, little this bit... This is from the genre of bad Hanks. Well, yeah, there's not a lot of those. You don't see a lot of grouchy Hanks. And I imagine right now, he's pretty grouchy. So, yeah, I like to think true. that this kind of sums up his more accurate experience. And on the flip side, Idris Elba, usually grouchy. I'm assuming he's chipper right now. <laughs> I don't know how, but I bet this... Uh, I, I think the virus has turned him into a happy-go-lucky kind of dude. <laughs> Uh, I huh. bet every single day he is psyched. Uh, the only time Idris Alba has ever been disappointed is the first time he saw himself in Cats. But even then, that was <laughs> fleeting. He was like, oh, wait, I'm Idris oh, Alba. Man. Never mind. I'm cool. Yeah, if I agree. If we did a Get Well Soon Idris Alba episode, we should watch Cats and just just totally miss the point of Idris Alba. If, I think, though, I think, Anthony, you're spot on, though. If someone woke up, any of us woke up, you know, uh, and we were Idris Elba, you know, we'd be pretty stoked about that. Yeah. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. That's a pretty good yeah. situation. I mean, it would be weird for my wife, but probably not disappointing. No, uh, I bet she'd be fucking psyched. <laughs> that dude, was that was honest. a little that was under oh yeah, underselling a little bit. <laughs> Here, here's I mean, the interesting thing, history, guys. But yeah. If you both woke up as Idris Elba, I think you'd still be excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, if either one or both of us did. I don't think it's going to happen. If we woke up as Hanks, it'd be a little old. Although, if I woke up as Chet Hanks, would she be... Eh, I mean, we'll see. Have you, um, has anyone ever made that movie where it's like a body switch comedy where at the end they re- someone really doesn't want to give back the body? When at the end, <laughs> at, you know, Edris Alba is in your body and it's like, Alex, come on, we both have to touch the doll again. And you're like, ah, I don't... <laughs> I give me like another week to kind That's of test drive, you know. It's kind of um, uh, being John Malkovich. Yeah, maybe. yeah, I guess that kind of, that's pretty That's close the closest. One, yeah. But anyway, so we're so we're talking about we're, try, we're we're sending this out good vibes to to the Hankses, um, to uh, Tom Hanks and uh, Mrs. Hanks, Wait. Um, Rita, Wilson. Rita Wilson. Yeah, come yeah. on, have some um, goddamn respect. To, it she, took me a second, but I got there. She produced my big fat Greek wedding, Alex. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's great. Uh, yeah. Um, before we talk about this movie, though, um, Ez, what else are you watching right now to get through this? Uh, Caleb and I have been watching a lot of uh, Gravity Falls, um, which I it's like I think it's the best thing that I've gotten him into because uh, it is a very watchable. Uh, like I don't know anything about Gravity Falls. What is Gravity Falls? Uh, okay, so so I feel like this is like. Many people could have blipped over this. Uh, I guess my pitch would be like, what if Lost was like a, a cartoon show for kids? Um, oh, so it's it's actually it's it's set in the Pacific Northwest. It's set, um, so if it was called it was called A Little Lost but Home by Eight. <laughs> That's very cute. Uh, it's um, uh, I haven't seen any of it, but I believe I from what I've heard, it's a little like kids Twin Peaksy too, yeah. with like the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. kind yeah, of vibe. So 
Yeah, so there's a place called, so basically, like, uh, there's two twins, uh, Dipper and Mabel, um, like, I think they're probably, like, around 12, uh, and, uh, Mabel is voiced by, uh, Kristen Schaal, because it's, it's a, it's a cartoon, so she has to be, legally be in it. Yeah, you um, have to be Kristen in it. And, uh, uh, basically, yeah, like, they, there's, like, some weird stuff about this town, uh, they're, they're staying, uh, with their great uncle, uh, Stan, so Grunkle Stan, uh, over, like, the, this one summer vacation, uh, and just, like, there's weird stuff that goes on. And it's just, it's like just a really, really good time. There's like, like, it's like a fun, like Monster of the Week type thing for each episode. But there's like a bigger continuity type thing also. Um, it's on Hulu. It's on Disney Plus. It's like 40 episodes. Uh, and it's just, it's very. It's on both. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause it was, it was a, I mean, it was first on just Hulu and then Disney. It's a Disney show. So they, they get it also. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's just, I, I find it Fascinating. Very That sounds yeah. really fun. Also, I guess if my other plug for like, you know, uh, for Dark Times is always uh, Steven Universe, which I just found to be like a, a, a very enjoyable, like kind of like uplifting kind of uh, vibe as is well. Is it also a kid's thing? Yeah. Kind of crossover y, but yeah. Like, yeah. as in, like, there's, there are many adults who like it. Uh, and it's like less of a stigma than like being a brony, but that's good too. I also um, watched a sort of crossover kids thing this week, which is I saw possibly one of the last days one could go to a theater. Um, I went and saw Onward. Oh, yeah. How's that? The the sort of like stealth Pixar release. I don't know. I had seen I've seen three trailers for Soul and I had never heard of Onward and Onward is in theaters. So I feel like maybe they're not proud of it, but it's not like Dinosaur. It's terrific. Um, I loved it. And I've kind of felt like recently um, Pixar has been less impressive to me. I don't know. I've just, like, I don't have the, I'm not as dazzled walking in. And I hate the character design of Onward, but everything else about that movie is phenomenal. It's so well done. Well, all right. I had just a great time. Um, the, um, but Anthony, do you know why I've heard so little about it? I mean, I, I, uh, I just, or why they're doing two movies in three months? Well, that's Wait, no, no. Souls, Souls doesn't Soul come out till next year, I believe. Uh, oh, I thought the I thought the trailer before onwards said oh, it was this summer. Well, if it oh. was supposed to come out later this year, it certainly is not now oh, because sure. no more movies yeah. are ever coming out again. Dang, um, you're right. Alex, yeah, it was supposed true. to come out this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, but like later this year, right? Uh, but no, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, release June. date June nineteenth. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but uh, onward, I thought I saw quite a few ads for it, but it's just I think Pixar huh. is on a uh, two a year schedule now. I just I, believe I they, that is. Oh, that's too many. I think yeah. they got messed up from like something, and then things got moved around. Like, like I think one of them got delayed, basically, probably a year, uh, and that's probably how it happened. And now they're on a loop. Okay, cool. know, well, that, I'm, I'm I highly recommend nice. onward. It's really fun. It's got sort of a. Um, it's it's sort of like a real life D and D. Um, the the premise, as you guys know from the trailers, is that it's like um, in a fantasy world, but way after people have it's become modernized, and so they're like elves, but they don't have magic anymore because they just use phones for everything. And the bet, like one really fun part that doesn't spoil anything, is just that like dragons exist, but only they're like they're like raccoons, they're like feral street dragons who are always going through your trash. Um, or sorry, unicorns. Unicorns. There's feral street unicorns who are going through your trash, and it is very, very funny. And dragons are like pet dogs. Anyway, and, uh, but it's just it's just brilliantly done. If you don't get a chance to see it, it will be streaming sooner rather than later. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, almost certainly. We'll have to bring yeah, that back, for sure. back up again. For sure. That is another. Anthony, what are you watching? Um, I've been watching a handful of things. Um, you know, I was out uh, doing some emergency shopping with my wife, getting you know, vegetables and meat and things that won't go bad and really important stuff. Like I saw a Blu-ray copy of Mandy for $5. <laughs> so I picked that up 
Rewatch yeah. that. Still, and if worst case scenario, you could wipe your butt. Yeah, with it. still very good. Uh, I would not. It's a great movie. How dare you, Alex? No. And then secondly, the, the main thing I would like to talk about. It's funny you bring up uh, Gravity Falls because I have been watching what I brought up as the namesake for it. Uh, Heather and I have recently restarted watching uh, my favorite film of 2017, which was Twin Peaks Season 3, The Return. Uh, <laughs> so I have not re- watched that since it originally aired. Um, but I truly do consider it like a 17 hour movie, uh, yeah. more than a 17 hour TV show. Uh, but it is just as good as I remember it. Still, fun fact, still shorter than The Irishman. Yeah. Um, uh, but it still is completely surprising and charming and hilarious and heartbreaking and horrifying. It is just easily still one of my top. Fuck. Uh, top five, top three favorite things I've ever seen on television. It's your top fuck? It's my top fuck. This show fucks oh, man. so hard, Alex. I cannot tell you enough how much... I don't like it that hard. I like it I like it more sensual. No, it, th- that's the thing, man. It gives you man, everything I have you a want. Tenacious D song for you, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Twin uh, Peaks Season 3 The Return is still, I think, a absolutely high watermark uh, for television. I get that it's not for everybody. I'm a huge David Lynch fan in general, yeah, as you yeah. remember, might remember from a Mulholland Drive episode, and it's just like I genuinely thought a few years ago we would never get another David Lynch movie or anything, uh, and then in the last two years getting that and his very strange 15 minutes short on Netflix recently has just been... Awesome! I'm very glad to see more work for David Lynch. Did I ever have tell you, you seen? Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh well, I was just gonna say that. Like, I think uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure when I was in Denmark in like 2010, there was like a David Lynch like art uh, installation, and nice. it was like you get, basically get like two or three stories of this house, uh, and you get to feel like you're inside David Lynch's head, and I don't like it. Yeah, that's a weird <laughs> place to be. His artwork is very. Uh, interesting and in, like everything else he did very dark but humorous and yeah i just i'm a huge fan of the guy i think he's an absolute genius and i just i love anything i get new from him i i truly treasure so it's been Anthony, have you watched westworld yet uh i am tapped out on westworld i'm going to wait oh. till the whole season is done and if people say oh, it's oh, good smart. i will dive in but after how much I truly dislike season two, I don't think I am going to uh, waste my time with it again. Unless people say it's really well and ends really well. Because I, I don't want it yeah. to be like a season two sort of thing where like Wait, people spoilers. like... Well, I'm not going to say spoilers, but just All like right. a few episodes in, people are like, well, I mean, I guess it's still pretty good, but it really depends on where it goes. And then where it goes is an absolute train wreck. So if if it if people say it's good and it ends well, I don't entirely agree with that diagnosis. But I I enjoyed season two more than you did. Yeah. But mostly I enjoyed watching season two with you and your wife. Yes. And now that I've moved here, I can't. And so I am very sad about that fact. So um, if you want to wait till it's over, maybe we could uh, hang out and talk about it after that. Um, anyway, we got to get going. So we're going to talk today uh, to try to get uh, to try to help Hanks feel better. We're going to talk about A League of Their Own. Also, I will say, I got outvoted in the group chat 
by a little bit. Um, uh, I was hoping for Apollo 13, and we ended up taking a league of their own, and Apollo 13 finished in second place. So I watched both. So take that. Um, so at any point, if you guys want to change to talking about Apollo 13, I'll be there for it. We good? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, uh, we'll I mean, talk. Look, about- if you want, if you want to, if you want to do a well-timed Houston, we have a problem type reference. I'm not going <laughs> to stop you. Man, I love that movie. Basically, um, my first full day of um, uh, of quarantine, the only thing I accomplished is I watched uh, Apollo 13 and ate an entire bag of chocolate chips. So it's going to be a long. I hope you of rationed <laughs> your Apollo 13s and your chocolate chips because there's only one of. That I think well, nope. nope. It apparently took him an entire day to watch Apollo thirteen. So all- <laughs> I didn't say I watched it all day. I'm saying it's the only thing I did. And then for so the rest, a lot of other, other twenty two hours, you just sat in a dark room staring out of the man. Wall. What a great movie! But anyway, since we're talking about <laughs> League of Their Own, uh, and uh, so I'll give you a quick three sentence summary of this. Uh, so World War Two, as you may remember, also a hard time took all the boys. And uh, so there, there, except for one boy who owned a lot of chocolate bars, and so he thought a way to make some money would be to start a league of girls playing baseball. In real life, owned a bunch of uh, sticks of gum. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is he was uh, representing Wrigley of Wrigley Field. Oh, that was a real thing. Uh, yes. Yep. Real thing. I don't know oh, why. Um, I wonder, like, did the Wrigley Corporation be like, "Yeah, you can use our names, so but you're gonna fucking pay for it, Penny Marshall." <laughs> <laughs> It's very possible. Um, I don't know if they're doing as well as they were at the time. Really? Or, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, with well, inflation, they, they're probably doing better. If you told me right now that Wrigley had stadium naming rights, levels of money lying around, I would be shocked. Well, they still own Wrigley Stadium. To I this know, day. but like, if they didn't, yeah. could they go out and buy the name, like, like uh, yeah. Energy Solutions Arena? I don't think they have that kind of money. I mean... Okay, so uh, so Wikipedia at most has like how they're doing in two thousand nine, but they they, they basically they netted and, about like a billion a billion dollars in two thousand nine. This Whoa, movie man. was nineteen ninety three as well, right? Ninety two, there's something. Yeah, so they were they were doing fine at the time. I'm sorry to sidetrack you, Alex. Continue with <laughs> anyway, your thing. This, I'm doing three sentence summary, and we've gone a long sidetrack about the financial. Let's talk more about gum, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so anyway, so um, uh, Mr. Chocolate Bar Slash Gum um, decides Please, to some Please, Mr. Chocolate baseball. Bar Slash Gum is my father. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Dan. <laughs> so he, um, uh, oh, and uh, so right, girls are going to play baseball. What? And then um, he uh, he hires Tommy Hanks, as the who's a washed up ball player, who gets one last chance to redeem himself by coaching a team of girls. And to his and everybody else's surprise, should we, should we the say girls like are good at baseball? Should we say women, or are you saying girls in a way? It's like you know, like I'm saying girls because the movie kept saying girls, and the the league was called like girls baseball league, like in in the way that the 40s were demeaning. So you're saying um, that anything saying anything you purpose. say from now on should be like like canonically accurate for the time and is not like representative of your perspe- perspective. Yes, yeah. and that's why I said boys going to war as well was to make it clear that I was saying this in that like temporal, uh, outdated way, not how I actually that feel. It was not clear, oh. but I get it now. I thought you just called them all boys. Thank- yeah, I mean, it, the what was the league called? It was like the... All-American Ameri- Girls uh, baseball, baseball League. League. Yeah, which is not a great acronym. It doesn't no. like, trip the off real-life the acronym yeah. was not great either, I think. 
I think it was the same. I think that was actually accurate. Oh, really? Well, then there you yeah. are. Um, yeah, which so all of this. So anyway, it's a, about a, a brief period where uh, this is about the first season of the All American Girls Baseball League, and which is a real thing. And the stories have nothing to do with these stories, but it is a true thing. Um, and uh, boy, what a ripping fun movie this is, huh? Yeah, you guys. Yeah. I, I remember seeing this in theaters at the time, and like a lot of the moments, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen it since then, but a lot of the moments really stuck with me. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I remember feeling real bummed out about uh, about Dottie dropping the ball at the end. Like oh. that one really stung. Oh, like, uh, man, my well, my reaction to that is very different than it was when it happened because since this movie came out, Major League Baseball has made that illegal. It used to be like part of the game to destroy the catcher as much as you could to try to knock the ball out, and now it's super illegal. So yeah, it's because Buster, like, po- Buster Posey, like you know, got real messed up by that. I, I mean, yeah, lots terrible. of people did too, but most of those people weren't named Buster Posey, and so that one stuck. <laughs> yeah, so I mostly I was like, oh man, that's terribly unsafe. Was my reaction this time? Yeah. But you're super bummed that she dropped the ball. I feel like. Well, that's interesting. I guess I was rooting for Kit the whole time, well, and so you guys, I wanted Kit to break free. We need to split the middle and get to the real question here: Did she drop the ball on purpose? Yeah, this is this is this is the inception moment of uh, yeah. Of so, if you haven't seen this movie or haven't seen it in a long time, so the movie is um, following two sisters, uh, big sister who's better at everything from the uh, fine little... state of Oregon. Uh, that's <laughs> correct. Uh, they're. Um, Milk maids from Oregon, and they get recruited into this baseball league because they're good at um, in the local softball league or whatever. Um, by John Lovitz, get, being very by John, John Lovitz, and who does not get any redemption at all. Uh, well, he's just a dick, and then he's gone. He was actually going to have more. Uh, like there are cuts of the movie where he was like there a lot more, but then they were like, no, nah, like people like him the most in like in these doses, and then and then no, interesting. Yeah. I was joking because um, my wife was really feeling the feelings this movie wanted her to. So she was like, man, I hate that guy. And I was like, well, he's probably got a redemption arc. Nope. No, you're good. Super does not. <laughs> Tom Hanks, kind of. But uh, John yeah, not at all. He, he had a soda. And like, and then and he, <laughs> he wanted to switch to soda one night. And wanted to stay uh, you know, coaching, uh, coaching the Peaches. Yeah, he did stay with the Peaches. Um, which uh, the the other names in that league? So we saw the pitchers and the bell, or the peaches and the bells. There was also a team in the original league called the Chicks. Was that? It was a problematic league in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so I'm not this, sure. Yeah, the main t- Wait, guys, I'm not sure I ever got that peaches would be like uh, a double like meaning thing. Like, yeah, I definitely mean, never got. I they, just thought there was about uh, peaches. Well, I mean, thank God we have, you know, real responsible sports leagues that don't have any problematic <laughs> names in them in Whoa. this day and age. Racism's right? okay in your, in your names. <laughs> Sexism is not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... Because it's only boys playing. Well, I'm sorry. As a, Sorry. It's weird to hear that. Uh, I thought that was Alex speaking for a second, but it was that little voice. Uh... Uh, we do sound similar. So anyway, well, no, I was uh, saying because you're a racist. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, know. I, I got it. Spelling out. Well, hey, every podcast. I was trying to suggest that it was me. No, see this thing, Alex. Every podcast is someone's first podcast. So I got to establish <laughs> the jokes for if they don't know them. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like a it's it, it's the breaking period for the intro music, Alex. That like yeah. this is how the third time uh, Anthony yes. makes a racism you, joke, they really like it. Yes. And they miss it if it's gone. Yeah, we get, we get letters. So, more, more letters so, than you get. 
So Dottie and and Kit are uh, sisters, and Dottie is older and is better at everything, and she's married, and Kit is more tomboy-ish and not married, and is always living in her older sister's shadow. Um, Played by the wonderful Gina Davis and Lori Petty. Uh, So good. Two two phenomenal actresses that were both very formative in uh, my youth. Uh, Gina Davis, I think, is... Uh, hands down, one of the most beautiful women to ever act, and then Lori Petty was just like between this and Point Break and Tank Girl, really. Yeah, uh, she's rad as hell. Very specific type. Uh, this movie, this another weird side tangent. Something I was thinking about watching this. This movie is filled with actors who were everywhere in the '90s, and then I haven't seen in 15 years. Like uh, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, the uh, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, that the nerdy guys who like love Rosie O'Donnell were character actors that were in oh, everything yeah. back for like ten years. Um, the entire okay, cast. So, so, so okay. So it's a, it's a baseball league, all women, and then at the beginning, and they're they're dressed in impractical dresses and stuff. And at the beginning, they're not doing very well, but then um, all these guys become really horny for him. It's like better. But Rosie O'Donnell has these twin admirers that are just like, together we will both hit on this woman every day of our lives. And that's an interesting family dynamic. Well, I don't think they're twins. They're just both dweebs who have glasses. They never say that they're brothers. They're just two guys Uh, who like... They looked like twins to me. Well, that's because everyone with glasses looks the same to you, Alex. That's... <laughs> but importantly, these are white people, just yeah. in case you're listening at home for the first yeah, time. Yeah, importantly, they're white people, Alex. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen to yourself. What I'm saying is all white people with glasses look the same. Anyway, all of that... Uh, um, I was just trying to say, Kit and Dottie uh, are, are... I was trying to help people understand why we're talking about this ending. Uh, so Kit and Dottie... Competitive sisters, Dottie is usually better. They get there's a bunch of drama, and at the end, Dottie's playing catcher, and Kit is running home on a in the park home run, in the field home run, slams to the catcher, knocks the ball out of her hand, or does she? Um, and I, uh, I think that it's, I think she didn't let go of it on on purpose because that just is so hard to hold on to the baseball when that happens. Well, here's what and I'll also, say. Also, uh, Alex, it's just not worth the risk. If she did it on purpose, Kit's life is ruined. So it would be much meaner to let it go on purpose than to tag her out. Well, here's the thing. It's weird, I'll say, um, that she would have it in her hand. Right? Like, Oh, you think it should have been in the glove? Yeah, right? You, so you, you, you catch the ball, you have it like in the glove, and you have your other hand on top of it. It's really weird that it'd be in your other hand and then like have that fall okay. out. That's uh, okay. So I'm not well, sure if it's or not. That's very weird. Yeah. Also, yeah, I mean, the yeah. character arc of somebody who the sister who doesn't want this and is going to go home after the game versus the sister who is clearly going to keep playing. Like she, I I don't like to think that it's like a a purpose conscious choice. That she makes, but I do like it as Third a, option. like, my sister is going to keep doing this. I am only here for this moment, so, like, let her go out, be the victory. This is going to make her future and this a lot better. But, so, I but I'm, I think, like, as a sibling, if I found out that my better sibling, which you can decide which of my sisters that is, um, but if she let me win in this that clutch of a moment if i even suspected for a second she did it on purpose it would be 
thousand times worse than if I didn't mm. win. Well, I get it would be way more damaging to Kit forever. So if here's what I think: if she let her, if she let her sister win, if Dottie let Kit win, she did it to humiliate her to say, "I don't need this. You need this so badly. I will let you have it." Which is just the most crushing thing an older sibling could do. Uh, I mean, I don't. I certainly don't think that's a reading of the film. But I mean, you could certainly take it like that. I'm <laughs> saying if I'm saying it can't have been that she did it on purpose because it's that would be the worst thing she could do. And I guess I will say, like you know, if you if you Google did Dottie drop, you will definitely autocomplete the ball on purpose. Um, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, like, the thing is, right before, I guess, she did tell the pitcher exactly how to, like, strike out uh, Kit. Yeah, right? she was so brutally she competitive. Was not, she was not trying to go easy on her there. Yeah, good point. Um, apparently, yeah, this is a raging uh, debate. And your point is a good one about being in her hand. Yeah. But I sort of worry that's more like the door in Titanic not being big enough to float, where it's like, maybe that is true, but that's not what the director mm. wanted it to be. So, like, yeah, maybe the ball was in her hand just because it looked better mm. on camera. Yeah, it's actually, according to the uh, commentary, it looks like maybe it's the other way, where it's like Penny Marshall thinks that it was true, that she did drop it on purpose, but she could be wrong. Yeah. Oh. Death of yeah. the author, and that one is literally dead, so we can do whatever we want Wait. with the movies. Uh, Penny Marshall's dead? Oh, yeah, Penny Marshall died, like, a decade ago. Well, don't say, oh, yeah, like it's rad. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, rest in peace, Penny Marshall. <laughs> she made she, this and she, big, and then she some died other tw- stuff. She died in 2018, dude. Oh, well. Um, hey, the last okay. two years have been a decade, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you had said it was a week and a half ago, I'd be like, yeah, so 10 years ago. Yeah, um, yeah so... so uh, Petty says that it's insane to think that she did it on purpose, would have dropped it intentionally. I kicked her ass. <laughs> I oh. love when actors uh, pretend like things they did in real in movies or real life, like the character yeah, is an extension yeah. of them. Like, no, no, well, no. I like that about that she's competitive like yeah. that. There, there was a cool um, thing also. I guess so. so when Lloyd Petty uh, originally was cast because she looked like Deborah Winger, who was going to be in the Gina Davis role, and they thought it made sense that they looked like sisters. Um, Lloyd Petty was like, like kind of like more upcoming at that point. Um, uh, she could run so fast that she had to like basically like slow down when she was racing Gina Davis, but act like she was like um like doing like running all of it she could, which is a, that's like a, a fun extra uh, I guess ability. Oh, that is for, fun, isn't it? Like, can you can you can you run? Can you be so good at running and acting that you can? Yeah, look she like had to do both. <laughs> that's such a good point. Oh, that's act fun. running. I, I I remembered so many I, like there's some some quotable lines. This is a very quotable movie, but the thing that I remember uh, that I had I didn't remember was from this, which was a uh, avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Mm. That's good advice, <laughs> kid. I think I like I definitely have heard. I've thought about uh, a bunch. Of re rewatching this, I there was a joke I had never. I don't know if I just had not noticed it or never gotten it before. But when Madonna's character is uh, running the bases and she like slides in and the uh, ball announcer goes, and that's why they call her all the way May. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even hear is, that. That's great. I, it's a joke I just never noticed, but that yeah. is a Man. very funny joke. Madonna uh, is so rad in this movie. Yeah, she I plays mean, the horny one. Yeah. And she's so cool. Well, I would say I... I really like this movie. I haven't seen it in quite a long time, but it's certainly one of those movies, you know, like, it's a good, 
Very good movie. I'd say there are two things that stop this movie from being a stone-cold masterpiece. Uh, mm. Number one, the bookends of this movie are absolutely garbage. Uh, they do not well, they serve okay, no purpose okay. they don't need this movie if it didn't have those bookends would be a million times stronger especially the whole ending yeah. with it being so sappy this is like when people talk about how Spielberg ruined cinema with his saccharine endings like this is the type of ending that even Steven Spielberg has to look at and be like Jesus Christ, that's sweet. Uh, like, just that's so f- fake and corny. Okay. Um, totally agree. And I don't want dis- to. I don't want to d- derail this this too much. But two things. One is it did happen where they all got. Together yeah, yeah. And no, and they should have see this exhibit. They should have shown that- footage from the real exhibit over the credits or something. They didn't need actors I with, but I, with Gina I be Davis surprised if voice. Cooperstown, I wouldn't be surprised if the Baseball Hall of Fame, like helped give some money to this movie yeah. to get that big ad at the end. But the second thing I'll say is the older versions of the characters I thought were very well cast. Yeah, but it's, it did do a good job I there. thought, and, 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 and I know that if they made that movie right now, the saccharine ending would be done with stupid age CG and it would not look good. And instead they cast an incredible set of elderly doppelgangers. And I think they deserve a little bit of credit. Well, and then they, they go back to what you're saying. They dubbed over only Gina Davis's voice, which is a very strange choice as well. Um, that is a strange choice. But okay, but anyway, so, the, sorry, so the two things that ruined it the are two that, things that ruined it. So I absolutely argument. hate the bookend of this movie. If it just faded into like a montage or like a just the camera panning through the opening of the exhibit at the hall of fame it would have been Mm -hmm. so much stronger the ending of this movie as someone who has not seen it completely forgot all of that was there i -hmm. was just pulling my hair out and because it just goes on and on and then the second huge problem with this movie is that i do think madonna is very good in this movie but there is one scene in which uh, the the guy who's like managing the league comes and tells her that the league is if it's gonna have to cancel it if it doesn't do well, and Madonna gives the most overwrought like Oscar clip performance I have ever seen, which is like, yeah. what do you expect me to do? Go back and have gas with gin oh, yeah, on their yeah. breath dancing, and it's just like, if that had been half as much, if it a little bit more subtle. It would have been good. So much better. But I get that, like, what are you going to do? Go tell Madonna to tone it down? You're not going to do that as a director, right? Um, but th- uh, yeah, that but, but moment to me... My question about that, though, sorry. Oh. What, what, what was the dance she said? No, she's just saying that she'll go back to having to perform at, like a, like, a strip club, essentially. I know, but she said the name of a dance, and I'd never heard it before, so it took me out of that moment. I didn't know what she was yeah, saying. Yeah, but I just, her performance there is so, like, did she think she was going to get a best supporting nod for this? I mean, is that what she was going for? Uh, I mean, that's a real small little thing, but I just really think that that moment is... Fairly silly, but to me, the bookends of this movie, oh, really what drag it down. They make no sense whatsoever. It's not like we advance the characters at all. It doesn't, like, I would think you'd do that to to show what was her emotional growth after the league ended and, like, does it act, but no, we don't, it doesn't, none of it matters at all. It's just them wandering around and then playing ball. I'm I'm actually going to take a thing, let's just, like, get rid of all bookends, because, like, I don't think it's better in, like, Titanic. And I recently rewatched uh, Wizard of Oz. Those are some crap bookends too, man. We don't need bookends. <laughs> <laughs> 
But but then the books are all going to fall on the floor. Whatever, man. It's just paper. That's the important part of the book. You can't... Look, here's the thing, Alex. You cannot judge a book by a cover. I'm assuming the back cover is also useless. We all need that book meat. That good book meat to read. Okay, first of all, I thought bookends were the things holding the books up on the shelf, not the covers. But second of all, (laughs) pages are definitely called book meat forever. Mm. <laughs> These aren't pieces of paper. It's not, not not sheets of paper. This is printed on book yeah. meat. Uh, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm, glad I'm with you. I, I think uh, Anthony's. You're probably better at this than me. Can you name a bookend off the top of your head that does help? Uh I mean, there are definitely ones out there. I'm trying yeah, to think. I, I mean, I personally think the Titanic framing device is not that bad. Uh, I kind of, I sort of like. This. I like that she's like kind of winky, fun old yeah. lady. And I think she's the like, fact, yeah, I was naked. The fact that it has like her dying, or however you want to interpret it, and going into the dream is like very sweet in that movie. But I, I know well, that. Also, oh. I think that that bookend serves the same function as this, which is like this movie was also excited about that exhibit in Cooperstown and tight like. Cameron was very excited about finding the Titanic. Well, I mean, you have to, like, set up... In, in Titanic, it serves an actual purpose as, like, something they check back on and is someone telling the story. There is... She's not, right. like, telling the story. If it was, like, her telling the story to her daughter oh. on the road. But it's really, like, she goes there, sees a bunch yes. of old ladies, and then just randomly cuts to this time and then at the end, it cuts back with no, like... There's no resolve. It's, like... it's. Uh, it's like oddly implied she either sees her sister three times a year or hasn't yeah. seen her since 1944. Uh, and it's just very confusing. Um, yeah, I don't understand what the point of the framing device in this movie is. There are certainly movies with good framing devices. Uh, Princess Bride. Reason- Princess Bride. Yeah, I, was say, Prin- I was just gonna say that that's the one when you yeah. when you mentioned telling a story. Princess Bride is is very important. Well, because it comes up in the middle also, where it's like yeah. it it it, yes. it it changes. I guess like it's also there's really good book meat in that book. So there's like so yeah. much book meat, and I want it. I want to eat all of it raw. Wow. Like, um, book carpaccio. The like carpaccio or book sushi? Are you thinking <laughs> book ceviche? No, are you? It's gotta be yes. Yeah, no, but it's meat, not fish. You know. Oh well, fish meat, meat fish. Whatever. Yeah, I know. I think fish meat is fish, but is meat. But anyway, um, so since we're talking <laughs> books about are Tom, meat, fish are meat, everything's meat, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, side note, um, one fun thing about the grocery stores is that all the meat is gone, and um, there's uh, plenty of tofu. So oh, really? suck shit, meat of no, wars. Because we we went the other way. Uh, so like we had uh, so like there's no more tofurkey dogs uh, at the Trader Joe's, but there are a lot of hot dogs. Whoa, really? Yeah, but, but also, Man, no you live in a different, no chicken different sausages, place than me. But a lot of uh, tofu sausages. So I think it's really like people are really like like um, this is this is our frame story of the uh, the the apocalypse yes, we're living yes. through. We're checking um, back in on the apocalypse. But yeah, uh, we had so like all our entire dry goods aisle in Trader Joe's was out basically, with the exception of um, uh, like twenty jars, I think, of like lemon Alfredo sauce that people were just not having. <laughs> It's not a thing that's worth stocking up of. And, and well, the other fun thing at our Trader Joe's was that the cereal aisle was cleared out, except for the high fiber cereals. So <laughs> oh, does no one want to? No poop? one needs to poop during the apocalypse. No, it's good though because well, the toilet is out. All the toilet paper yeah, is like gone. No toilet paper. It makes oh, sense. Exactly. You know. 
Uh, I hope good. this that's joke ages well and not like horrific, where it's like yeah. I can't believe how callous they were. So many people died because yeah. of this. Well, can but I tell you, n- not being able to poop or because of the virus? I don't know. I can know I, it's going to age badly. Can I tell you a fun grocery story I had? Yes. Uh, this week. Uh, so this week we couldn't find. We were like just making sure we had everything, and we realized we couldn't find a thermometer. We know we have some in this house, oh, but we were yeah. like, let's go find a thermometer and. We hit, hit a few uh, stores. And by the way, I'll tell you how it works. What you do is you walk around, and then someone says, colder. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no uh, thermometers. We went to, like, Walgreens. No, they were sold out. Yeah, so no. there's, there was a Walmart right by it. And uh, Heather, my wife, has never been in a Walmart before. Uh, Wait, uh-oh. yeah, never, never. Yes, she is. No. So I was I like, mean, look, I know her parents are kind of hippies, but yeah. that seems extreme. No, it, it just happens sometimes. Yeah, she has never been in. So I was like, well, this will be a fun first experience to go Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Uh, so we went in. Uh, they only had uh for thermometers this fifteen dollar baby kit that had a thermometer in it. Mm. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, so we don't have a baby, but we have a bunch of stuff for a baby <laughs> and a nice thermometer now. Wait, wait, do but, you have like the little nail clippers and like the, the uh nose snot plunger? Oh, yeah, the, no, it does have baster. the nose baster, yes, and it does have like it has a regular toothbrush and a finger toothbrush. Yeah. Which is oh, good because we, we need uh we needed uh one of those for our cats. So we're using it for our cats to brush their teeth now. Um, but anyway, so we're walking around with this That's thermometer, and we're in the yeah. Walmart, and it's very full. And uh, throughout the Walmart, there are these like like kiosk uh, hand dispo- the hand sanitizer dispensers, yeah. right? And they're all empty. And I walk by, and I see this one, and I just get a feeling about it, and I'm like, I'm just gonna give it a shot. <laughs> so I go and I press it, and hand sanitizer comes out. And I Good. go, oh, it's hey, miracle. I go, hey, Heather, this one's got hand sanitizer. But I said it a little bit too loud. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was like a feeding frenzy within the next few seconds. It was you chummed one, the water. Yeah, it was one of the craziest things I have ever seen. It was like within a second. It was like in a cartoon when a bunch of bodies jump on, like a bunch of animals jump on something, and then it's just a skeleton left when it's done. <laughs> it was like that. Just people ravaged this hand dispenser. Amazing. And by the end, it was empty. And I was like, well, I'm glad I got some while I did. But, uh. As I know you're going to, this is going to feel like it's not aging super well either, but I, uh, my, our brief grocery story is that we, story is that we went to Trader Joe's and they are, they have like a bouncer outside and yeah. there's like a one in, one out policy. Same, keeps same. From getting too crowded. And so inside. There's also some attractiveness the, levels as well they have to pass. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you slide him a walked up and got to slide through. If you yeah, slide him a twenty, slower. you uh, you can get in a little bit faster. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the the inside experience was by far the least stressful Trader Joe's experience of my entire life <laughs> because it was so uncrowded. All of a sudden, it was like this. It was calm and it was just amazing. Because normally Trader Joe's in Hollywood on literally any day at any time is a nightmare factory of just people shoving and just so crowded and, and like there's no place to store your cart to go grab something and this was just chill and lovely and and you know I just think there's so many dark clouds it's nice to have a brief silver lining for one second and I'm sorry if that doesn't age well because of how many people died in a Trader Joe's this week uh, I hope this uh, ages well I hope this is quaint I hope people like come back to this episode like you know like hopefully listening to like this maybe like on a uh 
I don't know, like that, like that iPod that was in like a Book of Eli, and they're like, "Hey, that, that's funny. That's good stuff." I Thanks. Thanks. Don't know what you're talking about. Well, and they but might here, have. Here's the here's the more important thing. Um, it's the it's the last game of the World oh. Series. Oh, one second. <laughs> right uh, now, Bree, are you there? God damn, I'm doing this thing. Oh, Anthony. sorry. I'm setting oh, up. It's I... the last game of the World Series. Our hero had stepped away. But sh- just as soon as you take off the catcher's mask, you'll discover Bree Pruitt has joined the land party. Bree, are you here? Yep, she was safe. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, real quick, did she drop the ball on purpose or not? No, I think it was an accident. Good. I'm so with you on that. Yeah, she um, really gives it up, you know. Yeah. Bree, it's so good to have you here. Hey, um, fellas. Um, thank you so much for having me. Uh, all this time, uh, Chrome was reloading. <laughs> Whoa. Chrome had to be installed. I'm sure that's not true, but I do appreciate it. Um, we, um, for those for those of you who haven't turned it off because f- three dudes talking about League of Their Own is a bad look, um, uh, Bree was uh, always scheduled to be here and was just running late tonight, so we're glad we got you in by the end. Um, we've we've covered a lot of important things, Bree, but the main thing, because this is our uh, Get Well Soon Tom Hanks episode. Did you cover No Crying in Baseball? Uh, we I, didn't actually. We have not talked about. Yeah, that. we said oh, it was okay. generally quotable. We did not say that specifically. If you want to, yeah. if you want to, yeah. We did cover avoid the crap, Jimmy Bree, Dugan. Is yeah. there crying in baseball? No, no. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, and this is like you know, great a great feminist moment in film because of course <laughs> there's crying wherever we say there is, and you know Tom Hanks had a moment there and. Um, I do think that in the later, I, I would guess Tom Hanks has a bit of a redemption in arc in this movie. That I would bet in the second season he might grow enough that he could cry at baseball. I think oh, he's definitely around there. it for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's certainly projecting in that scene because he's sweating. <laughs> like it's very, it's close to crying. Yeah. In every right. scene. Forehead yeah. crying, well, neck crying, <laughs> ear crying. Well, I mean, it. He is like literally saying like. Somebody called me this, and I wish I could cry at this time when my coach <laughs> right. called me yeah, a worthless a, piece. Like that's you know the was a toxic masculinity. Yeah, it's or something, right? Yeah. It's a, no, it was the coach for the last team he played for called him a worthless piece of shit or whatever. I think and he was right. I think, I think his dad was there in the stands or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, when his dad was there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, so what we hadn't covered besides the no crying thing was we want to talk this since this is Tom's episode. This is for Tom. Let's talk. Some, let's 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 do my new segment, Talking Tom. Um, so play the uh, theme talkin- music. Tom, 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 Tom. I think we should call it. I think we should call this bit. Why tank tanks you? T- tanks for the memories. Tanks for the memories. <laughs> no. I want to call it Thomas the Hank Engine, um, but that's just me. So what is uh, why? So this is like one of the few bad Tom movies. This this is not the best Tom. Wait, bad Tom? Movies? Well, I mean, yeah. he's great in it, but he's a bad guy in it. I think that's it's what Alex. I mean. It's like, well, oh. it's, like, it's, a, it's a character actor role. Yeah, but yeah. it's like yeah. actually the male protagonist. It's the only male lead. Mm. Like he's that's the that's the yeah I, I think the Oscar America's, nom America's like 
like America's uh, bad relationships with its fathers is the main male lead. Um, but yeah, the, well, he is America, Alex. He is America's dad, so I think that oh, makes yeah. sense. You know, I mean, there aren't a lot of movies where he's playing like. I, but this is like this is. I guess you're saying this is pre leading man or just no, a transitional I mean, film. This is a year yeah. before uh, Forrest Gump. I mean, this was yeah. definitely, he was, you know, he had done big with Penny Marshall, a, you know, a few years yeah. before this. He was certainly, he was, he was, this was him transitioning out of his, you know, comedy yeah. uh, movie star phase into starting to become a serious actor, you know. Oh, yeah, right. Because then Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia. Um, that's yeah. the next year, and then yeah. Forrest Gump the year after that. Then there's uh, and then he Hall has 13. that you know that incredible Oscar run with like Philadelphia and Forrest Gump back to back, which that rarely yeah. happens. Um, that's it's very impressive, guys. Who um, was he? Who are the, who's another back to back Oscar winner? Uh, well the the guy who directed uh, Birdman and The Revenant didn't he do back to back? I mean, there's a lot of like. Like uh, cinematographers and uh, yeah, produ- Pixar seems to be a back-to-back yeah. uh, Oscar winner. But um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely another ha- couple. But with terms of Spencer acting, Tracy? yeah, in terms of acting, it's very rare, uh, especially because there is like a real like you got your Oscar now, sit yeah. down type of thing, you know? Legacy. Yeah. Oh, um, Catherine Hepburn also looks like. Uh, yeah. Spencer Tracy yeah. in 1937 and 38. Yeah, Captain's but back Courageous then there were like six That's true. According to this, only two actors have won consecutive awards, Spencer Tracy and Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, wait. Oh, oh and then, but actresses are not actors for this? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Well, okay, so Catherine Hepper then 67, 68. Oh. Well, um, she should be added to... Oh, okay, you're right. It is actors, actresses. Because they got rid of that terminology later. So then also, to round that out, Luis Rayner, 36, 37. But again, only six movies. So mm-hmm. good point. Um, uh, Anthony, do you know what Hepburn's back-to-back movies were? Uh, Breakfast with Tiffany's. Is that one of them? Nope. Uh, Roman Holiday? Nope. Actually, yeah. you're you're as wrong as you could be with Breakfast at Tiffany. Let's guess who's coming to dinner. Oh, okay. Actually, which is you the had, opposite. You had the wrong Hepburn also, I believe. <laughs> like legit, I think you're thinking. Audrey. Oh, Most Audrey, Catherine. yeah, Catherine Hepburn is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're thinking. You're thinking of Audrey who does breakfast. Catherine, she's the dinner lady. So that's yeah, how you I was. Great. I was looking at Tom Hanks's filmography. I was kind of zoning in and out here. Sorry. <laughs> um, three direct. Three directors have won consecutively: uh, John Ford, uh, Mankiewicz, and Inaratu. Who's yes. Inarat? Yeah, who you were just talking about? Birdman the and Revenant. person who deserves it least has two of them. Stop! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you, you just, saying are you saying that that like Brett Ratner deserves them more? Uh, <laughs> well, no, but he's also never been nominated. Look, I I truly dislike the films of Inuyasha, and that's that's another conversation. Oh, interesting, yeah, because I I liked Birdman. Huh? Um, it's not a good movie. Anyway, it's not as bad yeah. as The Revenant. <laughs> Which is truly... No, the Revenant is like... The Revenant is, an, is not a movie. It's an interesting ordeal. It's a series of Roadrunner cartoons shot incredibly <laughs> graphically. Wow. While Leonardo DiCaprio had to prove that he was a real professional instead of a guy who's pampered and dates 13-year-olds. Look, All we're right, talking so about Tom, to Tom Hanks. 
Yeah, we're talking Tom. So who's your? What's your favorite Tom outside of this movie? Then oh oh oh, I'm raising my hand. Yeah, please. Uh, S. David S. Pumpkins. Tom Hanks. Oh, interesting. <laughs> David S. Pumpkins. As what? Oh, it's yeah. a recent Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys not seen all uh, David S. Pumpkins? <laughs> no, no. I I knew what you were talking about. I was just so disgusted that I didn't have time to respond. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bree, for looking that up really yeah. fast. Oh I'm my no, god! Yeah, no. Where's the reference? I enjoy it myself, but it's oh, a okay. new, new classic de- declaration. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's like saying my favorite uh, Tom Hanks is The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my favorite Tom Hanks is? Charlie Wilson's War. That classic. <laughs> wow. Tom Hanks movie. Uh, um, Larry. I know I have... Go ahead, Alex. I want to know. I, I have not seen um, uh, Castaway, which I was actually one of my nominees for this this episode. Pretty good movie. Because it has the least other people in it. It's like just him in a volleyball, right? So I well, think that's the most work he could do. Like the second act. The first act and the last act of the movie have a lot of people in it. I oh, think really? you would well, actually like be said, surprised. I think you would actually be surprised how little he's on the island in Castaway. It's a good amount oh, of the movie. But as someone who hasn't seen it, I bet you'd be surprised. Like it's the type heard, of movie well, if you haven't seen by now, me, you'd probably I, be watching like everything. Well, you'd be you'd be watching. Oh, even with me telling you this, you're still gonna watch it and be like, "When does he get on this fucking island? Why am I just watching a FedEx ad for forty <laughs> minutes?" <laughs> the first that's forty. Way, but you should have called this FedEx employee. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's literally what the first forty minutes of that movie should be called. Fascinating, um, but I uh, I have a few uh, Tom Hanks performances I w- I really want to highlight. Um, Shout out, yeah, Philadelphia. I just saw that recently, a few months ago, for the first time. He is phenomenal in that movie. Obviously, Apollo thirteen. Uh, I really love Road to Perdition, which is a movie. Oh, yeah. If you want another sort of bad Hanks, it's Tom Hanks as a hitman in the nineteen forties. But a good dad, uh, also good dad, but a bad. A, he's a good man who does bad things. Uh, and then oh, I, yeah. I personally up there with Philadelphia in terms of I think Tom Hanks's greatest performance um, was uh, Terminal. No, no, uh, Captain Phillips. Polar Express. Yeah, uh, Captain Phillips. Tom Hanks, especially specifically the last five minutes of that movie. Yes. Tom Hanks does some of the greatest acting. I have ever seen in my entire life. I that whole movie is very good. The last five minutes, what Tom Hanks does in the just with like two lines and just pure performance. Um, I also, if you want to see a good, fun Tom Hanks movie, I would suggest another movie. A lot of people sleep on Cloud Atlas. If you want to see Tom Hanks play a lot of different characters. And uh, a bunch yeah, of makeup. We, we watched that for the show. If you want to go back. Um several episodes and uh, you want to see the the new new uh was uh, us talking about cloud i did not care for that that was all. a tough Despite one to watch tom man. hanks being fun tom hanks is still good yeah i uh, i 352 of the podcast if you i go way back I'm, I'm sad i wasn't on that was i on that episode because no. i i love cloud i i really? also i'm a uh, huge wakowski brother not brothers that's fucked up to say the wakowskis i'm a huge fan of theirs I believe uh-huh. uh, even all of their movies that I don't think are good are just they swing for the fences and just do such yeah, interesting like that, stuff. Generally. Um, yeah. 
I just, I think the Wachowskis are absolutely geniuses, and uh, I oh. love almost everything they've ever done. And so, Cloud Atlas is on that is on that level for me. Yes, yeah, is a thing that they have done. So technically, yeah. it fits in there. Yeah, um, yeah, did not care for it. Um, I, I guess like I, so I, I just saw my my other pitch for, for watching was uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, uh, which Sarah and I just saw, and oh, I. I really, so good. It just yeah. it's, it was just the hug that I needed at the time, man. I think I think yeah, everyone not um not as much Mister Rogers as I expected mm. for um a movie named after his. Show. I would it's say really a fair an episode effective. about a we- a New York reporter I've never heard of <laughs> and his adventures in in hanging out with Tom. Uh, have any of you ever seen seen um it's fairly recent Bridge of Spies, the Steven Spielberg movie with Tom Hanks? That. Very good as well. Uh. Tom Hanks, uh, I love movies, uh, I think this would be right up your alley, Alex, because it's, I love movies of competent people being very good at their jobs, and that's exactly what Tom Hanks is in that movie, he's just incredible at his job, and he just wants to take a nap, that's like a huge (laughs) subplot through the movie, uh, but yeah, I would also I, suggest that one. From I do love comedy, especially why one of the reasons I loved Apollo thirteen is just and you, you mentioned one of the best moments in our group text about what to watch this week was um, when Anthony, when you said, um, "Hey, remember how Apollo thirteen has that scene where they're like, we have to fit this into this, and we only have this garbage," and then you're like, "That's not relevant to the discussion." Just what a great scene, huh? This is a great fucking scene. That's uh, it's so good. It's, it's like it's, an it's, escape room right in the middle of a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's NASA got twelve people together and had an, them do an escape room with um, Tom Hanks's life on the line. What a, a great time! Yeah, team building exercise. If anything, <laughs> I love um, I, Apollo thirteen, and so I was going to say Captain Phillips as well. Right? The like, yeah. yeah, the end of that. It's like. Because he's at one speed for most of the movie, and then, like, all that pressure releases. Yeah, and Brie, I think we all have to agree, he is the captain now. Yeah. I'm the captain now. Don't forget that. That's a line from the movie. A guy says, I'm the captain now. (laughs) Oh, we're doing close. I get it. (laughs) I'm surprised that they didn't tag Phillips on the end of that, you know, because... We love it when they say the title of the film. Yeah, the film. I am the. Ca- <laughs> I am the Captain Phillips now. I do. I do enjoy a titular, a, great, a good titular line. Um, also, I guess one of my favorite Hanks is I love Tom Hanks on Stephen Colbert on the Late Show. Oh. Hmm. Um, he did this segment a few times. It was called like. Um, Big questions with big stars, where they just like lay on their back on the grass and talk about the universe and. And Steven is just like, so Tom Hanks, is there a god? Anyway, it's just a really fun segment, and Tom Hanks is a delight on late night TV. Can I tell you um, guys my favorite Tom Hanks fact? Well, it, my favorite Tom Hanks fact used to be that he has a uh, a son named Chet who's a rapper and has a massive drug problem, but everyone knows okay, about Chet we're, now. We're uh, going to talk about this in just a but second. My favorite Tom Hanks fact is, so Tom Hanks is known for doing quite a bit of voice acting in his time. But when you play a character like Woody, uh, who is in used in like commercials and video games and stuff like this, uh, they're not going to get Tom Hanks. So who they get? Anytime you hear Woody talking in like a, a Disneyland Resort commercial or in like the newest Kingdom Hearts games or anything like that, is actually uh, Jim Hanks, 
who is like, Tom Hanks' brother, who does a very good impression of his brother. No. So yeah, so anytime Tom Hanks does any voice work, if they need him for follow-up, they get Jim Hanks, and Jim Hanks comes in and does it. Oh my god. Uh, it's, but, like, it's like a Kit Ramsey, <laughs> Kip Ramsey kind of thing. Yes, but I guarantee you, you have That's heard amazing. Jim Hanks' voice and stuff and thought it was Tom Hanks before. Yeah. Um... But yeah, oh, I just fun. I love that he gets his little brother Wook uh showing up in movies and stuff and that's just I like that's awesome. a lot. My favorite Tom Hanks fact is that he is actually sixth cousins with Mr. Rogers. Hmm. I yeah, I had heard that before. Bef- be- before they did the movie, oh. uh they did like a little ancestry.com thing mm. where they found that he was sixth cousins. You actually know what my favorite Tom Hanks fact is? He's just the nicest guy. Seems like the nicest guy. Everyone agrees he's yeah. the nicest guy. Him and Keanu yeah. Reeves are in a yes. neck and nice oh, ranks for the nicest people in Hollywood. Well, and and he's the I, and him and, and and Mr. Rogers were always my examples. Whenever someone has a mug that says number one dad, I'm like, not unless you're Tom Hanks, you better not have that. Because Tom has kids, he's probably the best dad. Well. Which brings me <laughs> to my next question. So Tom has some kids, all right? And on this show, Anthony, you made me aware of his um, oldest son, uh, Colin Hanks, who looks like what you'd expect Tom Hanks's son to look like. Yes. And is like a pretty good actor, right? Yes. I like, I yeah, like yeah, Colin. Yeah, yeah, What was it? The OC, right? Jack Black? Yeah. He's very good in the first Orange season County, of Fargo. Orange County, I mean. Orange County. He's kind of weird and cool on Dexter. Yeah? Mm, yeah. So he's like... He's a like a character actor guy. He's yeah. very TV. He was on. He they try. He tried to like enter the teen space when like I was like twenty four. Um, oh, you just he, missed him. Yeah, totally. But he's in a really funny um, teen movie with Ben Foster and Martin Short. You know what I'm talking about, Anthony? Uh, that sounds familiar. I'm trying to think of what that. I in mean, the there's story, Orange County. Whatever it takes. Not or whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever it takes. He's, he has a small role in that thing you do, which Tom Hanks directing. Can we just a yes. side note? He should do that more. That thing you do is a pretty good movie. I'm surprised he has never. He wrote. He wrote I don't it think, also. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he wrote it. I'm pretty sure he did. Is it, it, it looks like he did? Yeah, but I don't know. It's surprised that he's never, as far as I'm aware, directed anything else. But that's a pretty good film. Yeah, good job, Tom Hanks. Yeah, good for him. What can't this guy um, do? Huh? Um, wash his hands. Well, so far, wash his hands. <laughs> God, turn down a handshake. I really yeah, hope uh, this joke course. ages okay. <laughs> yes. Turn down a handshake is a better way to say it because it makes him sound like a nice guy. Well, that's what I, um, you know, that's the thing. These actors are, you know, they're some of, some of them are pretty accommodating, um, yeah. which is, you know, why they got into this business where they kind of get treated like shit for a long time. Yeah, that's so true. Um also, I just found out from briefly reading over the Wikipedia page that if I ever meet Colin Hanks, we're going to be able to talk about British soccer because we like the same team. That's mm-hmm. fine. Oh. Um, but um, what, so, okay, what team so is Colin that? Hanks, what team is that? So if if a fan of ours meets you, they can talk about this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I am a medium to large sized uh, Liverpool fan, <laughs> and um, uh, there's uh, who is also as as is uh, John Oliver. Um, so I have things to talk about with a few people. Well, but wait, is that a tough time for you now, Cause Alex? Because you're literally supposed to walk alone right now. Like that is absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. How did Thank you know you. that? That's, uh, that's the one thing you know about Liverpool. Yeah, uh, Alex, I got it. 
Yeah. I know I constantly like to point out how fucked up your brain is. Yes. But the fact that you categorize people on, like, what we could talk about if I ever met so-and-so is the most sociopathic <laughs> shit no. I have ever heard you no. say. I just imagine I you with binders. I want to be friends with people, and so if I have a topic of conversation to bring up, it's really helpful. I just see, imagine you researching people. Like, what can I? What do they it have? It was like, on accident. Mm, if sure. I, but if I ever bump into him, I'm like, hey, I hear, you, I hear you're a red. And then he'll be like, really? You too? And then we'll talk about that and be great. Who fucking um, told yeah. you that? And he just yeah. attacks you. Guys, I'm, well, I'm it's really... funny because there's, like there's like a two paragraph wic- on his Wikipedia article of just sports team Colin Hanks likes. So clearly a lot of people have cared about this. Um, I'm, I'm super curious, everyone. What is the one thing that people should talk to you about if they meet you and you don't know them? Oh, interesting. Cheese. Well, the thing would be if you have something in common. Uh, cheese? Yeah, cheese. <laughs> Any particular... Wait, is it just is it is it brie cheeses or is it? Just well, I want some like like you know intermediate two hundred one level cheese talk. I'm not just yeah. You know, if don't you bring show up, up you're like, I enjoy the sharper cheddars. Yeah. yeah. What's 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 like what's like what's like the advanced cheeses for you? Um, I would say you know like an Iberico. Oh yeah. Ooh, solid. Thanks. For good cheese. Yeah, it's a Spanish cheese, yes? Yeah. Yes, it is a Spanish yes. cheese. Nicely done. See, we're going to bond someday. Um, as, what's one thing... Here, Just a slight modification to your question, which is like, what's one thing that if somebody had it in common with you, would just immediately make conversation easy? Oh, if anyone ever wants to talk to me about The Adventure Zone, which is my favorite podcast. What? And, and that includes this one. Um <laughs> I mean, it would be real weird if you said our oh, podcast was your favorite podcast. That also would no. be It's also strange. weird that, that you have put in 10 years to this show, and it still doesn't make the top one. Uh, one is a lot, all right? Yeah, exactly. You know, the top yeah, 10. <laughs> no, look, yeah, it, look, it, I would say it is roughly, if you want to know, do you want to know the ranking? Because it's like, it's no, not bad. No, it's going to hurt me. Okay. <laughs> well, I think... Uh, oh my god, there's a new episode out today. Okay, well anyway, The Adventure Zone is definitely, that's definitely number one. I like uh, I like Invisibilia. Love Me is good too. Um, I think... No, uh, no, stop. I don't want to think of things that you also... I would so say we are Adventure like, Zone. like Read and Weep is probably like right around like, you know, number six. If you do classic Read and Weep, maybe it's number four. Mm. <laughs> that's so hurtful. Um, uh, do you like it, new Invisibilia more than old Invisibilia? I, so here's the thing. I didn't realize Invisibility came back. I think I unsubscribed a while back, so I have like three seasons behind or two seasons behind. So, so you, you, I, you I really like old Invisibilia. I have terrible news for you. Oh, dig it. Well, unsubscribe again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex. It, it takes a turn. Good news, Alex. Read and Weep moved up one level. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Well, that is a relief. At least we're in the f- top five now. Anthony, what's one thing that if someone um, brought it up around you, you would easily um, have a conversation? I mean, I would definitely think, you know, the works of John Paul Satier or Eating Ass would probably be the two main things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can tell you're really big into John Paul Sartre. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. No, um, no Jean Paul Satire. It's the joke version. Yeah. Uh, video... <laughs> Video. That sounds like a Twitter account that definitely already uh, exists. Talk to me about, like, Mario or movies. I'm usually pretty down to ch- chat about either of those things. Definitely you know? movies. I've also seen you just, like, I've seen the power that somebody mentioning a video game around you has. Because I feel like if, I, if I'm hanging out with you and one other person, and that person mentions liking any video game ever made, I immediately become your second favorite person in that conversation. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, there's a lot of video games I don't like, Alex. Sometimes that yeah, person will still become enjoy talking about those more than me. <laughs> That's not um, true. Bree, do you want to take it? Would your answer be would be different now that the question's reframed, or is cheese still a good answer? Um, I think. Uh, what was the question? How did you reframe the question? If you if what is one thing that if somebody brought it up would immediately make conversation with you easy? Um, RuPaul's Drag Race. If you if we're talking yeah. about like pop cultural things, um, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down to talk about any famous drag queen. Um, that is that is my sports. So yeah. that's <laughs> you know that kind of part of my brain that um, defends certain people. Unfortunately, I have a really hard time memorizing drag queens' names. But like, oh. you know, I. I, I need a whole a whole context to remember them because you know there's literally you know like hundreds of them at this point that have been on RuPaul's Drag Race. There's twelve seasons, yeah. um, you know. So and they're just just crayons, you know. They're just like so many colors. So uh, this has been a really helpful guide in case you bump into any of us in person or just want to. Um, also, on please Twitter. wait three to six months before bumping us in person because. I'm not messing around with this, all right? <laughs> I'm sure that'll age well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Anthony, so the other the other thing I want to... So, so Colin Hanks, you made me aware of him a few months ago. It was a delight. Um, I, I, along with some, I would say, significant portion of the world, recently found out about Chet Hanks. You guys have Chet been Hanks, sleeping on Chet Hanks. I, I know. S- so Colin Hanks looks like miniature Tom Hanks, and he's an actor, and he seems like a really nice dad. Um, just a young dad. Chet Hanks is maybe a UFC fighter slash vlogger. What is going on with Chet Hanks? He loves cocaine and methamphetamines and being a rapper. I'm trying to find... Oh, yeah, Chet Hanks, that's how he mostly... That's how he came to my attention a few years ago when he dropped his first mixtape. No, Tom Hanks' son drops a mixtape is a headline that's going to catch my attention, Alex. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm trying to find the tweet. Um, but I saw a tweet just like a day or so ago that um, the Hanks children prove the power of names. Like, if you name your son Colin, you're gonna get a Colin. You name oh, your yeah. son Chet, you're gonna get a Chet. One thing that uh, was so great on Twitter was Chet um, told the world that mm-hmm. you know Rita and Tom had coronavirus. And it just seemed like he had no patois, he had no, like, accent. But I just felt like, you know, for sure let Colin handle this one, you know? (laughs) Yeah, he's, so Chet is shirtless, he's just, uh, he's got, he's covered in tattoos, and he's like, yo, people want to know about my dad, Tom Hanks. And his disease, it was like, it was a very startling video for a lot of people. Whenever he says his dad's name, it's like he's dropping his dad's name. But don't you think you'd get over that if you were like 38 or whatever? He's 29, yeah, okay. I think. I mean, maybe a hard 29. Yeah. <laughs> also, his real name is Chester. Does that change that tweet, Anthony? Uh, um, no, because he's Chester. definitely a Chester as well. Uh, okay. Chester's a real um, fucked up dudes as well. He he also goes by Chet Hayes, which I believe is his rapping name. Um, Chester Marlon Hanks. Um, yeah. Uh, what happened? Is he what? What is? 
Why is he so big? He grew up rich in Hollywood, Alex. What are you talking about? It's not that complicated. No, but he like for for all the drugs, he like seems like he works out a lot, which is surprising. You can do both drugs yeah. and work out. I d- it just seems depends like on drugs. Yeah, generally exactly. no, but yeah, that's interesting. No, Alex. There's a whole field of working out that's based around drugs. I don't know if you know <laughs> well, that's that. That's true. That's that's true. The the performance enhancing kind. Yeah. I get it. I think money can buy you anybody you want. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, man, that was a fascinating description. Um, uh, apparently, in 2015, Chet Hanks defended his right to use the N word because he's into hip hop. Yep, that's uh, that was another good time with me <laughs> reading about the old Chet. Uh, Anthony, Anthony, what can you tell me about Truman Theodore Hanks? Uh. Not a goddamn thing, and that's how I like yeah. it. I love the idea of the middle one <laughs> who just looks to his left and looks to his right and is like, I'm just going to be wealthy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just well, so going to be rich. Elizabeth Hanks, Elizabeth Hanks is another, like, she is wealthy the... Wealthy chill lady. She's the, so she's, she's middle. So it goes Colin, Elizabeth, Chet, and then Theodore Truman, whatever I said. Oh, oh okay. so 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 Theodore Truman. Truman um, Theodore. Sorry, Truman. Ooh. So yeah. yeah what does that name bestow on somebody? Hmm. No. Nothing. It's just. It's just. I think the Truman and Theodore cancel each other out, and just he just like just just default Hanks. Yeah, but he, he's the Hanks. Uh, he's the Baron Trump of that family. Like Tom Hanks has never met Truman Theodore. Tom Hanks is a better dad than that. I mean, honestly, yeah, so I it's think... It's hard to keep track. Well, so Colin's the oldest, right? Yes. So I, I think it's absolutely that type of thing that, like, when parents have their first kids, they're very protective, they're very doting, doting, and then as they have more kids, they get looser and looser with the rules. That by the yes. time Chet came out, they were just like, uh, yeah, buddy, be a rapper. We don't care. That's cool. Um, I I've also heard it the other way, which is where people say that the uh, uh, that that kids are like pancakes. The first one always comes out a little fucked up. <laughs> my pancakes are just good along. I'm like my pancakes are pretty good along the way. Uh, also, guys, I, I hate to reframe us, but like this is supposed to be get well, Tom Hanks, not shit on Tom Hanks's kids. No, just the one. I was just trying to understand because he was so involved in the story. Well, anyway, um, so that's talking. And Tom. sorry, and I should say get well, Rita Wilson as well. We want yes. everyone yes. get well, Rita Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. And, and get well, and Charlie it. Wilson's war. <laughs> uh, we should probably wrap this up because I have a long infinity of taking care of my kids and, and being yes. quarantined. This was the end. Oh, great. Um, yeah, this was it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in next week. We will be um, – we, we're still figuring out what we're going to do, so we'll talk about something interesting soon. I promise. Please give us suggestions of how you think we should handle this. But I think we'll probably do uh, – we'll get back to film school soon. I don't think our school is going to be canceled until summer. Um, the, the thing is that the movie we were about to watch for film school, which we will still watch soon, was The Seventh Seal. And so it was also apocalyptic. And I don't – I don't know if that would have struck the right chord or it's the very the right chord. We'll see. If you do a seven seal, you should also do um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I made that suggestion last week. (laughs) Excellent. Well, then we have to do it. I'm open to it. Um, One of my favorite Bill and Ted's. Sure. Including another one. one. Anyway, um, uh, so anyway, all that and more. You can send us your suggestions. Thank you for being here, Ezra Fox. Yep. 
and good luck on your working from home. Thanks for being here, Anthony Lopez, part two. I, uh, I'm glad to be here. It's a lot of fun. And uh, good luck on your um, continuing to sell drugs as long as it is allowed. And Bree, thank you so much for coming in the ninth inning and saving us. Oh, yeah. Always um, happy to uh, give it about 70%. <laughs> at Bree Pruitt on Twitter. Um, neither one spelled like how you'd guess. Yep. Um, Just keep on guessing. <laughs> so try a few You'll things. You'll get it. And, and be sure to bring up cheese. Um, it's great talking to you. Good to talk to all of you. All right. We'll be back again next week. Take care. Bye. Pshh.